We want to thank you for joining us at Cowboy Junction Church today. As you hear this message, we pray that your faith will grow and you'll be both encouraged and challenged. If you enjoy what's happening at Cowboy Junction, it would really help us out if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share this online. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us financially. You can easily give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift at cowboyjunctionchurch.com give. We hope you enjoy this message. We've been in a series called Bless, B-L-E-S-S. It's five simple ways that we've been talking about how to bless our community, our family, and we've been specifically talking about evangelism. And that's one of the, that's, that's a very important thing because as we've studied over the last several weeks, evangelism, telling people about Jesus is a sign of maturity in your spiritual life, in your following Jesus. There's no greater compliment that you can pay to somebody than to share your faith with them. So what we did several weeks ago, in fact, let me just tell you several months ago, um, I expressed to the staff how I was really struggling, um, just carrying, juggling all the balls I got going on right now. And I really needed their help. And they just rallied. And, and we knew, we narrowed it down to some specific things we knew we needed to talk about. And one of them was evangelism. How do we encourage our church to share their faith? How do we encourage our church to, to not be inward focused, but to be outward focused? And they put together this series, B-L-E-S-S, and it's been such a huge blessing. If you haven't been here, let me just break down this acronym real quick. B, we begin with prayer. If we're going to be a blessing to those around us, we're going to tell people about Jesus, we don't just jump out. Let's just stop and just take this one breath at a time, and we want to begin with prayer. Father, touch my heart. Father, I pray that you would soften my heart. Let's begin with prayer. Would you open my heart? to tell others about you, to L, B-L, to we want to listen. Go from begin with prayer to Christians are known more for what they want to say than actually the ability to listen. Does that make sense? And so to be able to have the type of heart that began with prayer, to turn and begin to listen to the conversations having all around us, the conversations people are having, the conversations you find yourself in, you begin to overhear someone say something. And what ends up happening is Holy Spirit ends, ends up guiding you into a listening opportunity to hear something you probably have never heard someone talk about before. But then all of a sudden, it's, it gives us an opportunity to invite them to go eat with us, right. to begin with prayer, to listen to all the things happening around us, and then to just simply walk up and say, hey, I noticed we were talking about this. I noticed that you said this. Would you like to go eat? And let's talk about that more. Eating is one of the things that we love to do probably the most. As I look around this place, we're really good at eating. That's funny. And, uh, and, and we, love, we love to eat. Inviting people to come eat with me. Come on, let's go talk about this. So we begin with prayer. We listen. We eat. And then we serve. We learn how to serve. How can I help you? What, what can I do to help? Find a need and fill it. How can we serve these people? But the last one, and it's my favorite one, is last week we talked about it. We share our story. There's going to be an opportunity for you to share your story. How did you find Jesus? How did Jesus find you? How did faith develop in your life? What I love about this, and the staff did such a great job breaking this down and then allowing me to put my spin on it, is, is I, I just love the last part because we discussed every, every high school kid in this room, every college kid in this room, every adult in this room. This is something that every one of us can do, and your story is something you need to hear. You need to tell yourself your story first because 
if, if Jesus did something in you, if you're not the same person you used to be, you should really know that story. And it will remind you of just how big your God is, how great your God is. But today, I, I know we're through with this series, and you probably thought, I thought we were done, but typical tie, okay? I, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do this little add-in. This is a freebie. This is something that I just thought we couldn't go any further. I had to, I had to throw one more. I'm going to add an R to this, and we're going to do a bless er, um, <laughs> message today. And I want to add an R. Let me just tell you why I wanted to add this R. is because you can do everything right. For all the high school kids in the room, you can go to high school. You can go, go right in and decide, oh, listen, I'm going to begin with prayer and allow God to use me. I'm going to start listening to the conversations around me. I'm going to eat with some friends, and I'm going to serve them. How can I serve you? Let's point our conversation towards Jesus. What, 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 what you had to say was very interesting, but how can I serve you? And then let me tell you my story. I want, I want to tell you my story. You can do this, and everything seemed to go wrong as you did it. Um, you can be an adult and do it absolutely perfect, and it doesn't go the way you think it should go. And so the R today is an encouragement for every one of us that has ever suffered from rejection. Because you can do everything right, share the greatest story the world has ever known, and yet you can still experience some form of rejection. And let's just, let's just do something real quick, okay? I want everybody do this. Everybody do this, okay? And I really want to ask you a question. And I, I, you may be in the room and like, I don't even know, you, you can quit doing that. And then, uh, you, you, know, you, you like, I, I, I don't even know how I got here today, but just help me with this, okay? Is there anybody in the room that you love rejection? Raise your hand. And see how I did that? If you ask a question that nobody is going to raise their hand, the ones that like, I don't want to raise my hand, don't raise their hand. See how that worked? It's a little pastor twist. Yeah. And nobody raised their hand. And I honestly believe there is no one in this room who wakes up and says, gosh, I can't wait for someone to reject me today. Gosh, I, I just can't wait for that moment when people just give me a puzzled look. I, I just, you know, I live, I live for those moments to where you just know you butchered everything that came out of your mouth and people are actually running from Jesus now instead of running to Jesus. Rejection's awesome. Not one person thought, has thought that. No, not one person wants to get shot down. Not one person wants to lose a business deal. There isn't one person in this room who loves rejection. And yet, if I had you raise your hand, if you've ever experienced rejection, every person in this room should raise their hand because we've all experienced in some form or fashion. Now, let me just share with you a little personal story with this, okay? The staff put down this. They, they gave me this, and I said, guys, that is incredible. Oh, my gosh. And it was allowed me to take it and spend... Uh, quite a bit of time praying and seeking God and, and putting the message behind it. They gave me the acronym, and I, I got to step into the message. But, but this is my moment. I want to share with you a personal story, just at the beginning here, to just kind of let you know that it doesn't matter even if you're the pastor in the room who should have it all together. There, there's a sense of rejection, I feel, too. And it's about this series. Um, couldn't have asked for a better... Uh, a, a skeletal message uh, to, to start off with. But as I began to pray, seek God, there was some rejection issues that began to pop up in my head. And I hold in my hand here a piece of paper. This piece of paper was written two months ago, okay? And it was when I was preparing for this message, I don't even know why I saved it, but it came out of a prayer time when I, I, I was praying for this message and everything looked great but there were some things going on inside of me. 
and it was rejection issues. And so what I do, me and God, we have this tight relationship, okay? I trust him with all my heart. It doesn't mean that I don't get fearful. Sometimes I get fearful. It doesn't mean that I don't get worried. I get worried sometimes. It's not good, but it's just a part of, of, of me stepping out of all my flaws and into my faith. I sometimes pull out a piece of paper, and I start writing down all the things that concern me. Now, you may have thought, this is one of the coolest series we ever, we ever did. I, I loved it. It was great. But can I, can I show you, two months ago, two months ago, these were the things that I was sharing with God. And I want you to uh, check this out. It says, my concerns by tie. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm writing a thesis or something to God. Okay, here was my first issue. I said, God, I love this series. Begin with prayer. Listen, eat with somebody, serve them, and then share your story but there's guys in this church that uh, might actually be so intimidated by doing this, they could actually walk away from you instead of walking towards you. That was one of my first concerns. There are guys in this church, not ladies, but there are guys in this church that when we start talking about sharing your faith, sharing your faith, sharing your faith, they will actually say, mm, I'm out, I'm out. Um, along with that, um, I, I put this down. This is my second thing. God, <clears throat> I predict, and this is awful. This is awful, but I predict by week three, we'll have so many people that are in complete uh, 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 disengagement from this series that nobody will actually practice what we're teaching. I had underlined here the word disengagement. Um, it, 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 let me tell you where it comes from. It, it, this is, I'm, I'm being really real with you. But I knew how awesome this was, but it was about sharing your faith. It was about being a blessing in your community. It was about beginning with prayer, listening to the people around you, actually taking someone out to eat. Would you like to go eat with me? Serving them. That was going to put us all out of our comfort zone. But then to really rock the boat, share your story. And I predicted that by week three, you would begin to sense a disengagement. Like people saying, we'll be back to church when you talk about sin, because there's a lot of it in my life. When you talk about repentance, because there's a lot of things I need forgiveness for. There, when, I, when you talk about love, joy, peace, patience, we'll be back, but there'll be a disengagement. This is just stuff I wrote down. Another one I wrote down, um, blesses a series that for the 20% in our church that gets it, they will tolerate it instead of actually appreciate it. And this is just stuff I'm telling God. Another one, I, I wrote this down. Father, I see, I see bless as like hiring a personal trainer. Okay, this is how I had it in my mind. You want to get into shape. You want to be spiritually stronger. You want to step out of your timidity. You, want to, you don't want to be fearful you anymore. You don't want to be anxiety you anymore. You don't want to be, you don't want to be just barely saved anymore. I, I, Father, I want to step out in faith and be the person you called me to be. And everybody in the room would go, amen. But then when we start talking about sharing your faith, this is what I told the Lord. Lord, I see it like hiring a personal trainer. Everybody wants to look better. But there's a difference. Some people hire a personal trainer and they trust the process. They show up every day and they trust the process. 
and they trust the process. They trust the process. I'm going to trust the process to begin with prayer. I'm going to trust the process to listen. I'm going to trust the process to eat with somebody. I'm going to trust the process to serve. I'm going to trust the process to share my story, and I'm going to see where this ends up. And like, like working out with a personal trainer, you show up every day and you just work the process, or you're going to be that person who hires a personal trainer and then calls every day and tells them why you can't make it today. 400 bucks a month for a personal trainer. Gosh, I woke up this morning, my belly's just not feeling good. I'm not feeling good. You hang up the phone, you need to eat a donut. Yeah, the next day, you call your personal trainer, 15 minutes before you're supposed to be there, and you go, hey, hey, you're not gonna believe this, it has just been crazy. We were up all night. My daughter, she was up all night. We were up all night, I just can't make it today. And you're paying someone $400 a month, $500 a month, whatever it may be, and you're not even showing up. And, and this is just my insecurities. Because, let me tell you why. Because even though I have journeyed so far in my faith, I still suffer from the fear of rejection. I can have a staff who helps me and then a Holy Spirit who equips me to deliver the last four weeks of a series we've been in. And even I, months before I preach it, am turning to God and saying, God, I, I can't preach this with my whole heart and know that there may be 80% of our church that just blows it off. Maybe Jeff should preach it. Maybe Heather should preach it. Because I hate rejection too. Came out of that prayer time, spent the whole day just praying and praying and praying. Came back the next day. And on the very next day, it was a completely different attitude. Yeah completely different attitude. And I came back and I pulled my pen out again and these were the things that I wrote down. Okay, Ty, this is, this is the must that you must do in this series. Number one, you've got to give them baby steps. It can't be from here to here. Trust baby steps. If you see people just doing this, yeah. that's a win. Right. If you see people thinking about their story, that's a win. If you see people making six inches in four weeks, that's a win. And I wrote that down, and that's how I began to battle rejection. All of a sudden, I, I wrote down, okay, even if people want milk, we're going to teach meat anyways. I got that written down. It says right there, teach meat. Ty, you must teach meat. Which means, if even if people said, whoa, 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 we don't like the menu today at church. Tough. We're serving meat. Yeah, come on, does it make sense? So I had to just, how did I conquer rejection? I had to show up and go, this is what we're eating. Eat your food. Just like your mama used to do. Remember your mama used to do that? I don't care what you want. This is what we're eating. And that's how I began to fight rejection. And so everybody's like, well, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know anybody. I don't, I don't have any friends. Oh, stop it. We're, we're serving meat today. Does that make sense? And so every day would show up, and I'd go, we're serving meat. We're serving meat. What's on the menu? Meat. What's on the menu? Meat. Okay? Ty must. Here's another one. Ty, you've got to remember the word of God does not return void. The word of God does not return void. 
the word of God does not return void, which means that it may look in the natural eye that nobody's getting it, that there's blank stares on everybody's face, that everyone's thinking about roses, or they're thinking about what to eat after church, or they're thinking about drafting their, their fantasy football league this week, whatever the case may be, the blank stares may be on the face, but the word of God does not return void, which means you speak it and it's up to God whether it fell on good soil or not. Ty, you just do your job. Ty, this is how you battle rejection. You just do what God's called you to do. And the fourth one, fourth one, Ty, you gotta trust the process. You gotta trust the process if we're ever gonna see the progress. You gotta trust the process. And so even I had to turn and go, I don't know if you're getting this, but I'm just gonna preach it like you are because I trust the process and I believe in the progress. And there's something in me that to this day, I believe that something was done in the last four weeks in every one of our lives, no matter where we were, that we could begin with prayer, we could listen, we could eat with somebody, we could serve them, and we could share our story. And even I suffer from the fear of rejection. One of the things I want you to know about rejection right up front, are you ready? Rejection sucks. Okay, you got that part? So for everybody in the room that you're like, I just don't like it. People are mad at me. I don't like it when they disagree with me. I agree. It's awful. But one of the things you have to learn how to stand on is you are victorious and you have a victory life that only comes from your, in, your relationship with Jesus and victory is a part of your birthright. What am I even talking about? I know that's an amen moment. Like, amen, amen. But what does it even mean? Let me give you a few scriptures to show you that victory is a part of your birthright. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it says this, I, everybody say, that's me. That's me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This isn't a part to where we focus on the all things. Because I know there's a lot of people like, I can do that. I can, I can turn to Jesus and go, well, you said all things. Hang on. I'm talking about all the things through Christ Jesus right. who will strengthen me to do the all things that he's asking me to do. And so there's two things. Number one, you're either going to step in the world of rejection for the rest of your life and be the victim. And you're going to live in the rejection world to where you're always the one that things t happen to. And you're always the one that, that you're just, it's bad luck everywhere I go. And you'll always live in a rejection world, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, or you're going to step into the true victory that it may not work out all the time. But it doesn't mean that you're not victorious. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. Let me just tell you, for many times in my life, I stepped out and did exactly what God called me to do. But I didn't wrap it up in the all things. It didn't happen the way I wanted it to turn out. But through being obedient, he strengthened me. And in the end, it did work out. Let me give you an great example. How many people do you think I've told about Jesus in my lifetime? A lot. A whole lot. Have I led them all to Jesus? No. Do you know that I have high school rodeo kids that they hated me in high school rodeo because I was the dude who was messing up his rodeo by having church service, but every weekend I would show up and I would go talk to them. I'd go talk to them. They would start coming to church, and they would begin to soften him. They'd become my friend, but I never, ever, ever saw them come to Jesus. But I get these funny little text messages now and these weird little messages on Facebook and Instagram, and it's, hey, Pastor Ty, my name is John. 
I don't know if you remember me from the Arizona High School Rodeo Association, but I was the punk kid who used to give you all the hard time, but we became really good friends my senior year, and then I graduated, and we never talked again. I know exactly who John is, and I never saw him come to Jesus, but his message now starts shifting and saying, the words you said to me when I was a boy stayed in my heart, and just the other day, I went to church, and I accepted Christ as my Savior, and you had a huge part to play in it. So I'm standing on the side of victorious. God, I know you're not done with his story yet. I know I planted seed in his life, and I know that you directed me into his life, and I don't see the victory yet, but I know that through you I have the victory, and the story is just not done yet. Let me show you Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. I've used this scripture a couple times. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. And the reason I want to keep bringing this up is because this is a group of people who are standing in their victory birthright. They stood on the blood of the lamb. And they also had the word of their testimony. And it changed the world even to the point to where it unplugged them from the world and put them in a kingdom eternal perspective on what life was really about. Listen, be, be honest, Jesus himself felt some of the worst rejection any human had ever felt. And it didn't take his joy, and it didn't take his purpose, and it didn't cause him to stop loving, loving God. Jesus! Jesus, who had 12 men, one betrayed him. Can you imagine what it'd be like to sit around the campfire for three and a half years? You're sitting around the campfire, you're breaking bread, you're sharing meals, you're talking about the kingdom, and the whole time you knew that one there would be the one who would betray you, and the other 11 would flee like quail on your worst day. But he never quit loving them, and he never quit pointing them towards God. And he always had a purpose, and he never lost his joy. It's an example for us. Let me, let me just show you something real quick. And it's a to-be-honest moment from Pastor Ty. You ready? To be honest, our greatest need is love. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Every one of us. We want to be loved. We want to be celebrated. We want to walk into the room, tell everybody about Jesus, and we want people to go, thank you. But sometimes we don't do it because the greatest fear that we have is rejection. Think about that. And I want you to be comfortable in this because this open conversation is actually something that can cause some healing. Our greatest gift is love. Our greatest fear is rejection. So I'm going to talk here in a minute about some of the things that can really heal your heart from rejection, okay? And it's going to enable you to finally realize that you have a story, and God wants to use it. But you could give all the reasons in the world why God doesn't want to use you. And here could be some reasons why. Here are some of the uh, forms of rejection that we've felt in our lifetime. One, you're just unwanted as a child. Yeah. And, and maybe you're like, oh, come on, that's therapy right there. Quit. The problem with adults is we can push stuff like this far, far, far down to where we build so many walls in our life to make sure that we're never unwanted again. As a kid, you couldn't help it. You had to live underneath someone's roof. You had to listen to somebody. 
And you made yourself a promise. I don't know when it was in life, but you just swore, I will never put myself in that position again. And if I turned to you right now and said, would you like to go back and be a kid again? You'd be like, heck no, no, I don't want to go back to my childhood. And you're very proud of your adulthood. But when I ask you to step out in faith and trust God and to step away from rejection and to have some confidence, you can't figure out why it's such a big deal. But you built some really good walls in your life. And one of them, one of the reasons could be there's just time in your life that you felt something of unwantedness. And God wants to heal you from that. He really does. He wants to turn and show your value, to show how what happened back then is not how he sees you. And there has to be a healing before there can ever be a victory. Okay? Next one is, Maybe you're around anger and aggression. And it has just caused you to not ever want to be that person that you saw that just taught you how to not step out in faith. Let me give you an idea real quick. For a lot of the guys in the room, if you were to share your faith and somebody was to reject it, okay, and they were to do it in a certain way of anger and aggression, it would cause an anger and aggression to come out of you. It's not unusual. There's been many a times when someone's sharing their faith and someone said something stupid, like, well, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Christians are just a bunch of brainwashed, uh, little-minded people, and it just ticks you off. And you go, who's little-minded? You stare them down. And, and, and there's just something. You don't handle rejection well because it leads straight to anger and aggression. And so I can't share my faith because I just get angry too quickly. And, and let me just stop and call a timeout real quick. This is a sign that it, it, it's just bred in us, okay? Some of you came about it honestly. Your German, Irish, Mexican background, uh, you, just, you just came out anger, angry, okay? But we gotta stop. And if this personality causes you to not share your faith, it's actually something God wants to heal you from. And let me just tell you, he can. Because I grew up angry. And I grew up the guy who, who you, you, you tried to be the toughest so that nobody would mess with you. And listen, I've been in a few fights that I've got whipped in pretty good, but they were big girls, okay? <laughs> and, and I don't handle, if, if someone's angry at me, I just kind of think the only reaction is to be angry back. Over the years, Holy Spirit began to really deal with that. And I, I just can't tell you how awesome it is when someone is blowing up at you the loudest and there is a peace that passes all understanding that is in your heart and you breathe and you realize they're not taking it out on me. There's something deeper going on inside of them. And this rejection they're, they're sending my way, they're not rejection, rejecting me. They're actually rejecting something that's trying to get into their heart, and they're re rejecting Jesus. And God can heal you from your anger. I guarantee he can. I guarantee. Here's another one. Hopelessness and despair. Uh, if you've ever gone through something to where you swore to yourself, I'm never going back to that. I will be successful. I will only hear yeses in my life. I will only hear you're awesome in life because I've heard you're stupid and I've heard all the other things. Let me just stop you and realize that 
there's a point, and we're going to get to it here in a minute, to where your identity is so wrapped up in who Christ Jesus is that, that you are able to walk through any type of hopelessness and even back to the old hopelessness to bring hope in a hopeless world. My last and final one, um, and, and this, one, this one really resonated in the, in the first service. If you grew up in a sensitive family and you learned that you're around, you're around sensitive people your whole life, and it was like walking on eggshells because you, you knew that if you just said the wrong thing, you're going to make somebody in your family mad. And you did not like rejection because maybe you had a mom who constantly turned to you and said, so you love your dad more than me. So you love your dad more than me. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant, mom. I'm so sorry. Maybe you had a dad who said, so you're, you're going to take your mom's side on this. And it, you've just learned how to walk on eggshells and you didn't want to make anybody mad. And sharing your faith is something that scares the dog out of you because of something in your past to where you just don't want to rock the boat. Jesus rocked the boat and loved people at the same time. Jesus shook things up and brought hope and joy and kingdom. And other people's issues should not be your issues. And so where are we going to go? We're going to talk about how to overcome rejection. And this is something I want you to start embracing. Are you ready? For everybody in the room that you're ready to take this blessed message and go into the world, when you're ready to step out of the rejection issues you might have, okay? Here's the first thing I want to talk about. You ready? Number one, we need to learn how to base our life on God's perfect love and what his word has to say about you. Let me give you the, the layman's version. You ready? It doesn't matter what anybody else's opinion is. If you're doing what God's asked you to do, you're doing it for the right reason. You have the right motives. Your heart is pure. Your intentions are right. This, basing our life on God's perfect love, knowing that my Father loves me, and if they curse me on this earth, they celebrate me in heaven, and I wake up to it every day, and it is my guiding source, it is my north my north star, it is my true compass to know that God's love is the reason I wake up in the morning, I honor my Father, I love my Father, and what His Word has to say about me is true, and what His Word has to say is truth, and you cannot like me, but you got to know this, I love you. I love you. And when we allow his love to be our rock and our foundation, the wind can blow, but it doesn't mess up our house. We don't build our house on sinking sand. We build our house on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And if God said so, I say so also. And it changes my opinion, and it changes my security, and it gets me out of the rejection trap that can so easily ensnare my life. This is something every one of us needs to do, base our life on God's perfect love and his word, what, and what his word has to say about you, okay? In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, it says this, let your conduct be without covetousness or content, or, or, or content with such things as you have, 
For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Second thing I want you to get today. We need to pursue relationships with fellow believers who are pursuing God in healthy relationships. Let me me add this. This is is a little add-on because a minute ago in the Blessed series, we were inviting you to, to go into people's lives and listen and share a meal with them and serve them and then share your story. But this is different. Because what do you do if it doesn't go well? And sometimes what we do is we go home and we take our sucker and we throw it in the dirt. And we get all mad and we never try things again. Let me tell you what, what you should do. You ready? You need a team of people in your life who share the same values that you share. Jeff is one of these people. Kelly is one of these people for me. CG and Claire are some of these people for me. Sadie, Eric is some of these people for me. Um, Heather is a definite person like this in my life. And what happens is I can be discouraged. Like it's not going the way I thought it was going to go. And I can go to Jeff and he can go. But Ty, everything you told them was God's truth. And I go, that's right. He said, Ty, I can tell you right this. I bet as you told him, you told him in love. I did. That's exactly what I did. He said, then you did it right. Thank you, Jeff. He goes, let me pray for you real quick. And right, if you've ever gone to Jeff about something, he ain't going to talk to you if he can't pray for you. <laughs> and right there, Jeff just, just Father God, I mean, this has happened I don't know how many times in my life. Father God, I just pray for Pastor Ty. And I just pray you encourage his heart, bless him, let him know that you're there, use him in a big way. Lord, don't let the discouragement get after him. And Lord, I pray the rejection leaves and he would know he did exactly what you call him to do. Bless him, Lord. Amen. And man, I walk out. I'm just looking for the next person. Where's the, you need people like this in your life. Ladies, wives, let me talk to you real quick. What, you, what your husband doesn't need, what your husband doesn't need is you telling him all the things he did wrong. And husbands, let me turn to you real quick. Your wife doesn't need someone to tell him how they did it all wrong. I think we can kind of figure that out. This may take some practice. And you know what you may have to do? Give me five great things about what they did before you tell them one wrong thing about what they did. You know, I'm just proud of you for stepping out. Uh, You know, honestly, you sharing your faith is the answer to my prayer, and I'm just really proud of you. Gosh, you're a good-looking man while you did it. I I didn't say that. Your wife said that, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that person, they may be mad at you now, but there's going to be a, a moment that God just tells them, you know, he did, he talked to you because he loves you. Yeah. And you know, you got a great story. You got a fantastic story and you shared their story. You planted a seed. Do you realize you just told them five great things about them? And sometimes we start off with, well, maybe you should just sort of waste, wait until a good time. Maybe, maybe you should have sent Pastor Jeff. Come on. We need some encouragement, don't we? And this is what the, it is. We have somebody circled around you. Last and final one. If you battle from rejection, maybe we should learn how to forgive those who reject you and give them God's love and acceptance in return. Forgiveness is a huge part of overcoming rejection. It's, it's really simple. One of the easiest things you can do is go for a prayer, a, a, a forgiveness walk. Just take off walking. Sometimes I'll walk around the, the golf course Sometimes I'll jump in my truck. Heck, let me just turn to you real quick and say, I may need you to forgive me. If I'm in this room and I've ever hurt you, if I've ever caused you to have walls go up, I just want you to know, I'm really sorry. Maybe we can talk about it sometime. But at the same time, I know what it's like to forgive people. I jump in the truck and I go for a drive and I just start saying, God, there's just some rejection stuff. I don't feel like sharing my faith. 
I don't feel like stepping out. I, I feel real timid right now. I'm scared, God. I got rejection issues. So I'm going to go pray. And whatever it is that I've experienced in my life that would take, cause me to take my focus off of you and put it towards my rejection issues, I just want to start forgiving people right now. And I start driving. And I'll tell him, whoever comes into my mind, I'm going to instantly take that as you saying, I want you to forgive that person. And I'll just start driving. And all of a sudden, an old conversation back in high school, an old conversation back in, in, in Phoenix, something said over the internet, an email that I received. And I'll just start saying, Father, I forgive them. I let it go. I forgive them. Please don't hold that to their credit. Please don't hold that against them. Father, I forgive them. Just as you've forgiven me, Father, I forgive them. And one by one, I start battling rejection by walking in forgiveness. Does that make sense? I start walking out of rejection by walking into forgiveness. Let me give you a scripture. Luke chapter 6, verse 27. Love your enemies. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. Gosh. Of course you do. Of course. But everything in me wants to do the opposite. No wonder we have rejection issues. But all of a sudden, we're able to be who God wants us to be, free of walls, free of limitations, free of rejection, when we bless those who hate us and curse us and spitefully use us. And we're able to love them forgive them. Listen, today, y'all been incredible. I hope, I hope this helped today. I really do. I hope this helped to step out of your faith, out, out of, of your faith into the world. Be a blessing to the community. Really, honestly, I do. But maybe, possibly, you, you didn't. It's going to be hard for you to remember everything we talked about today. So, so I'm going to wrap this up. This is your water cooler moment. Okay, You know what a water cooler moment is? When you go to work tomorrow and your buddy who doesn't know Jesus knows that you went to church, turns to you and says at the water cooler, hey, what did your pastor talk about at church yesterday? Because he knows you went to church. And you're like, I can't remember that scripture. And he said something about rejection. Blah, 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 blah. Just remember this. This is what we talked about. Risk-free life is a meaningless life. A risk-free life is a meaningless life. And I have been really not being who God's called me to be because of fear of rejection. Do you ever battle the fear of rejection? And your buddy goes, no. <laughs> like, come on. Have you ever battled the fear of rejection? Because, yeah, I don't like to be shot down either. You know what we should do? We should go eat. We should go eat. What are you doing for lunch today? I'll buy your lunch. Come on, let's go to Taco Bell. Let's go to Roses. We're going to Bee Gees Burgers. It'll be great. How can I serve you? How can I help in getting past our insecurities and being who God wants us to be? Hey, let me show you my story, okay? A risk-free life is a meaningless life. 
And I took a big risk asking you to lunch because you could have rejected me. But isn't it funny we're here talking about Jesus? I'm going to show you my story on how I accepted Christ as my Savior. The worship team is going to sing, and I want to ask you to stand to your feet. And while they're singing, I love this song and how we're ending this message, okay? And I want you to just allow Holy Spirit to start coaching on you and start encouraging you. And I want you to allow during this song, for this moment, where Holy Spirit begins to turn to you and say, why does rejection scare you? To where if you would look at me and see that I am the author and the finisher of faith, let me do what you say can't be done. Come on, let's sing.